Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, good morning. We're back. You're listening to In the Moment with Deborah Hanlon. And my guest this morning is Shelly Pacone. She's a, a regular attendee of meditation groups and lots of workshops and classes at the center. We met over seven years ago and we were talking about how how much transformation Shelly has gone through in this throughout her entire life with awareness, but um, just how she's turned it around. And, and it's it's heavy stuff. It's heavy real life stuff, which is what I love because life isn't squeaky, squeaky clean and life isn't perfect for everyone. Even if you have the best, most positive mindset all the time, you're still going to go through life and think about all the life you've already had gone through. So. We're here with Shelly and Corey, you mentioned on the break a great observation, so I wanted to bring that out. Yeah, it's I was just spending the whole kind of first half in awe just listening to this story. And the one thing that I picked up on was that Shelly, you never let your situation define you. Even though as hard as it was and you know, I it really I was kind of getting choked up listening to mm-hmm. it. Is it you were always trying to find a way to better yourself and you never accepted the situation as this is final. This is just what my life is and now I have to deal with it. You kind of always sought the light. And Deb, I wanted to ask, how important is that just mentality, whether you're aware of it or not? Mm-hmm. How important is that to you know bettering yourself? Which is such a great, such a great question and such a great observation because that's clearly like you could, you could feel that little five year old who does know like if we could only be nice, if we could only be kind, oh, none of this would be happening. That was her, that was her wisdom higher self saying, oh my gosh, it doesn't have to be this way. And, and there's, there's love in this world. And she knew that that is her driving beacon throughout her entire life. So it is absolutely imperative to find that space within that is driving to find something better, to find something that's clear or makes sense of your world. So it's if if not, she she would have just constantly have been, you know, playing repeat on this misery and depression and fear. And and it's not to say that you might have those moments of those things, but you're not living out of that. You're not waking up every day feeling completely inadequate about everything all the time. And, you know, so it's it's absolutely imperative. So everybody out there if, and, and, and the other thing, and she said at the first words, the follow through. Yeah. It's not only having that thought or that belief, it's now actively seeking it. I've got to find someone somewhere. I've got to find something. And thankfully, when we have that mentality, we're going to draw people to us. And when you tell the story of the priest, which I've heard that several times, and I just love it and want to cry every time of what an interceptor he was, and you drew him to you, that light that was within you all that time, even in the midst of a almost successful suicide attempt, that light was what was stronger. And that light is what drew that man to you in a five minute conversation to say, you are loved and you are important and you do have a message for the world. And look how many years later that you're, and I have chills I, talking about yeah, this just, years later, you know, it didn't happen the next day. You still worked it. You still had life and you still had to keep climbing that mountain. And years later, here you are on a radio 
and I know, I know I could feel it already of people who are going to call in or write in to myself, to the station, to you saying, wow, thank you. Thank you for, you know, telling your part of the story because you had said that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to teach children or go into their houses. Tell them about that. Well, um, something I think about a lot is getting to the children that are in, into these kind of situations. Little kids are so innocent and so pure, and it's so hard to watch their self-esteem be stomped on. And mm-hmm. um, it's that makes me crazy. And part of always seeking. Oh, I I was always seeking before my family, but my main goal was to never have my kids feel this way and to make sure they knew every day that they were special and they were loved mm-hmm. and then then they could succeed in life because when you grow up in that kind of household you sometimes you know you think you're a nice person you think you're loving inside but you're being told you're bad and you're not good enough and you're and it's a very confusing mm-hmm. thing to to really who am i am i really which person am I? Because sometimes I have bad bad thoughts yeah. when I'm really upset and I'm hurt. I do have bad thoughts. And mm-hmm. is that me or is this me who I want to be? Mm-hmm. And my children actually taught me a lot um, when holidays, when my old family, I call my old family, my new family, <laughs> would come to dinner and the conversation would always be, What's the worst thing that happened and the most negative thing that happened and also drilling up all the things that happened from our childhood. Mm-hmm. And my one day my son said to me, Ma, why do you why did everybody talk about that stuff all the time? And it all just I started learning from my kids and I mm-hmm. I was pleased that my kids somehow learned that hopefully you know, I, my, my one son said to me one day, Ma, you taught us that. And I'm like, mm. oh, I did? What it was gift. like the biggest high for me to think that I had taught that, even though I was insecure about it and wasn't sure about it myself. Mm-hmm. You know? And you had, had spoken like, is this me? And I love that because, like you say, and again, the honesty, the honesty and the truth of like what is, is what will set us all free. You know, whether it, even if the moment is not nice or we're having an unkind thought, if you're honest about it and real about it, instead of saying, no, no, I'm loving all the time. You know, that's that's not true. We're not all loving all the time. I know no. I get behind a slow driver and I'm no longer, you know, namaste, Deborah. I'm about to <laughs> blow my lid. So, <laughs> but I like how you say, like, sometimes I have not nice thoughts. And that's a normal part of life. We don't like it. We don't want it. But mm-hmm. you had also t- shared with me a story about a meditation that, that mm-hmm. helped you to see and actually feel who you really are. So you had said that, you know, when do you want to talk about that? Because I thought yeah, that was so pretty neat. It was one of my favorite meditations. And I went home just with in awe of what I learned. Um, Deborah took us through a meditation of... You know, the the usual, close your eyes, relax. And it was a little different that night. And it, it was to go to a place in your body where you feel strong feelings. And I was having a particular issue with someone. I was all confused all the time about it. I was trying to make 
things better with I did, and I, with it I had no idea how to deal with it and the first thing Deborah said is, is think of the person and take that person to your to your heart and what would you do from your heart with this person and I felt this overwhelming love and that I would tell them I love them and you know cared about them so much and then she went on to take it take it now take it to your head and my first thought was oh no <laughs> no 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 I am not you know I'm not getting involved and I'm not giving her the opportunity for more discourse yes. <laughs> so when I got home that night I message Deborah and I said I don't understand that it's like how can it be so different from your heart to your head and when she said the real me was my heart I thought oh I am that is who I am and I, I you know I'm not this person in my head saying I have to stick up for myself and fight for myself and you know right because the 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 head is the brain, the mind is where we draw our old experiences. And we're only when we deal with our life from our mind, we are drawing experiences from our past and we are trying to solve them in the way that we were already taught, which is why we get stuck because we're drawing from a well that's pretty empty or didn't work the first time. But we keep drawing from that throw in our identity and our ego and I'm right and this one's wrong and Mm -hmm. I want to be proven and all of that stuff, the head is never going to solve any bit of our issues in that way. I always say the the head, the mind is very good to know, oh, that's right, I have to stop at a red light. Oh, I'm not going to touch the hot stove. The mind has a purpose and a point, but it is not where we should go to help us resolve and solve things or live from. But when we go to our heart and we feel our way through life, we're very crystal clear. We can feel exactly what's true and what's real. Even if a feeling is, "Mm, I'm getting that feeling of, I I, I just don't want to be around this person. That's a feeling. And you don't have to create a story around it. You Mm -hmm. don't have to make a big shebang over, oh, this this is why, blah, blah, blah. It's just, no, it just doesn't feel right. That's that's it. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. the simple way of living because that is our intuitive self. That is that connection to the higher self, the more connected self that is saying, it's okay. Honor yourself and live in peace with everyone else. We can do that out of our hearts. We cannot do that using our brain. And for those of you who attend meditation, I call it a particular type of brain. It's I'll oh, yeah. change it. It's got a little bit of a not nice word in it. So I'll change it for the air. But I say it's our idiot brain. And and it's it, our brain is an idiot. And it just it tells us the old story over and over and over. What was true in the past. Yeah. And ego is, is a huge part of that. Because I've seen people just... Uh, make a mess of things over nothing but their ego. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you're not willing to admit that you were wrong or that you're messed like that you messed up. And and in your past, you can do that same thing where, you know, I'm stuck on this problem because I'm not willing to concede that maybe my actions didn't lead to the best outcome. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, this person did this and and it wasn't my fault. And you end up getting stuck because you weren't willing to concede that, okay, you know, I, I messed up. Yeah. And to allude to, you know, your 
if you think with your brain type of thing that you're going to draw off those experiences, it goes back to if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. Yes. Right. If you don't change that pattern of thinking, you'll never progress into anything better. Exactly. And that's something so it's so simple. Yeah. It's really a simple fact. And a lot of people will say to me, Deborah, am I ever going to meet someone? And I'll say, well, what are you what are you doing differently? Or Deborah, am I going to get that job? Or Deborah, am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? And instantly it's not it's not psychic. It's it's truly if you think this particular way, you're going to get this particular result. And if you think and change things in a different way, you're going to get a different result. Like Shelly, in that core of herself, felt that there was there was love in the world, that, that it does exist, that there was something bigger. And she followed that light and she kept working at it. So and there you are. That's why today you're able to to really I mean step out of your comfort zone in a huge way. I mean, yesterday and speaking on the phone and you, you said, oh, I'm so nervous, feel the fear and do it anyway. I mean, that alone, I like had tears in my eyes as we were speaking, thinking that's the point. That's the whole point of all of this. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. To, to feel the fear and do it anyway, to step out of your comfort zone. And then she said, Deborah, you know, I always had this silly thought of I wanted to go into the homes of people in dysfunction. And then she said, I don't think that's going to happen. And I said, it is going to tomorrow. <laughs> it will on Saturday. Saturday morning, you will be in the homes and you will be there to, to be that voice. And you manifested that. That's because that's who you are. That is who you've always been. And now you've just brought it out. So it's just unreal. You should feel amazing. <laughs> Still nervous. <laughs> that's great. Though. I think feeling nervous and feeling uncomfortable about the things that you're doing is a big part. And kind of knowing that what you're doing is is going to lead you to something better. I'm like I just I, I can pick a ton of times in my life where I'm like I don't really know what I'm doing and I feel uneasy. Whether it's starting a new job or breaking out on a new venture, you're just like oh man, can I? I I hope nobody else realizes that I'm just winging this because <laughs> I, I'm clueless. Like, and so you come out and you go, wow, you know what? I, I can do that. Like, mm-hmm. that wasn't as bad as, and everybody's really pleased with the outcome. And it, you build that self confidence. But I think feeling that uneasy, like, oh, I don't get it. It's just, that's kind of alludes that, you know, maybe you're on the right track. Yeah. Like, you're right. putting yourself out there and you're just, I think that's the, the the process you have to go through because if you just stick in your comfort zone, you're not expanding who you are and what you're doing. You're just mm-hmm. all right. You're complacent, and you're just right. her mi- misery was her comfort zone. Yeah. You know, fear was your comfort zone. Depression, terror, oh, you know, yeah. suppression, be, having to listen, having to be a people pleaser. That was your comfort zone. It's what you knew. It didn't feel good, but it's yeah. what you knew. That was you stay in your comfort yeah. of what you know mm-hmm. because you don't know what's past that you know that was what you were taught you're saying yes. yeah and how'd that work <laughs> that doesn't work for anybody i mean uh, i could stay in my bed and put the covers over my head and feel <laughs> right <laughs> like this yes. is where i i feel the safest you and, know yes and that's one of the aspects i loved about your story is you said you know that you 
you progress through different things of, well, I, I, you know, after this, I, I tried that and then I didn't really care for that, but I just tried this instead of just you trying something and you go, well, that didn't work. I'm mm. just stuck in this forever and, and I can't help it. You said, mm-hmm. well, you know, I saw this doctor and, uh, you know, I didn't really like that medication. So maybe I'll try something else. Maybe I'll try meditation or spirituality. You, you didn't just yes. accept the fact that one thing you tried didn't work. And you said, you know, uh, just keep plotting forward. So you put yourself out there. And even though it didn't work, you said, okay, I tried it. I might have felt, you know, that uneasy feeling we were talking about. Oh, I didn't really like that outcome. So let me try it again. And you right. didn't just go, oh, I tried it and I'm going to go back to my cocoon yeah. right. and give up. Yeah, I hear a lot of people that say, like, oh, I've tried therapy. It doesn't work. And I laugh, like, therapy doesn't work unless you work it. You're not going to just sit down and talk and then have magically, you know, magical thinking happen. We're all different, right? So, like, therapy might work for me. I might find it the most beneficial. Meditation, it Mm -hmm. it could just be like, ah, it doesn't click with me. Yeah, exactly. But I love therapy. And so it it takes different things for different people but exactly. it's that ability to go out and go well i tried therapy but i, I really dig meditation yep. or this you know one doctor he prescribed me the stuff and i feel amazing mm-hmm. and that's what works for me but yep. it's going out there and and keep working at it exactly mm-hmm. that's it and that was what I, one of the huge inspirational things that i took from your story was that you didn't just accept well you know it was your your path that you kept trying Mm. you know you just never gave up and that's you know one thing that really resonated with me i think sometimes when you are in the pain that you're in that does push you forward because Mm -hmm. i did have it was a psychiatrist say to me well some people just are depressed their whole lives and i'm like no (laughs) i can't yeah i cannot live this way it's Mm -hmm. just way too painful and went to my next step Mm -hmm. you know you weren't like you said you weren't accepting this pain no i I can't i cannot live this uh i i say sometimes depression is so intense that I feel like sometimes it's worse than a disease you know oh, yeah. that you have and you need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. Because you're so hopeless yeah. that you you can't think of any way to get out of it. Right. And you don't feel good enough to try to get out exactly. of it. Exactly. You don't want to. And no. then you feel bad for not wanting to because then you mm-hmm. think, well, then I am the problem. And it's just such a spiraling, right. you know, just an absolute spiral. And, I mean, the center just opened up a whole new world for me that... There's so much more than just this ego-driven life of going to work and doing this and doing what you have to do. And that. And the amazing part was, I'm supposed to be happy? I am? Well, that's amazing <laughs> because I didn't know that. I, honest to God, my father's message was, uh, you know, life is horrible and then you die. That was kind of his way of life. And I thought that's what you did here (laughs) you know you just suffered through you know and and did what you had to do but to and also learning that you have a choice to be happy you can that amazes me Mm -hmm. I didn't know I had a choice I didn't know how to be happy and I mean my babies and my kids made me happy but there was this deep thing inside of me 
of insecurity and low self-esteem and afraid of being out in the world. And I mean, a PTA meeting would blow my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not like the rest of you. I don't know. I don't know how to do this, but you all know how to do this, you yeah. know. And that's where I was coming from. I love that example, too, because I think of how many people are walking into PTA thinking like they're just completely lost. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing this because I'm supposed to, but I'm not really feeling it. Or Well, the, the one comment that I think sums up this whole episode that we've been talking about is you had said in the first half that you were well into your life when you truly knew happiness was uh, can you mm-hmm. do you remember oh, the comment yes. yeah. What, yeah what what exactly was the i, I don't want to misquote you so yeah that was great well i was 54 when 54. i i came into to the center and i started hearing things that resonated with me and i started not even knowing started feeling lighter and lighter and better and better mm-hmm. and um just found happiness and that's what i want to to revel in can we just take a moment yeah. and, and think about that your your comment of i was 54 before i found happiness how amazing that is right because we live and mm-hmm. i can sit here and think man I, oh, well things aren't going so well somebody in life had gone through the entire time and at 54 had this aha moment of now i found happiness so any comments on i mean like they yeah, no, I think that's that was such a powerful statement because everyone's thinking that everyone else is so happy. We're all looking mm-hmm. around and social media is absolutely making this out, you know, just crazy as our last show talked about, you know, oh my God, selfie, look at me, I'm yeah. here at this vacation. Meanwhile, they just had a huge fight, you know, before the picture was taken or whatever, you know, just such false false perceptions going out there that that happiness is truly a state of being within and there's nothing in your external environment that's going to cause happiness at all especially sustained happiness other than yourself when you find yourself in that connection to self and you know we're talking about depression and I I think in terms of energy about absolutely everything I I I do so I don't think of money as money I think of it as an energy flow you know so with depression what depression is energetically is it's a clamp it's a clamp on your energy field. And what we need to do is recognize that it's not a it's not a problem. It's nothing you're doing wrong. It's nothing. You know, yes, there's chemicals involved with our brains and our you know bodies. But ultimately, it's a clamp on our energy field. There's somewhere where we've been stunted, somewhere we felt inadequate and we've been clamped. And then it's over and over and over. It just gets tighter and tighter. So the meditations and, and learning about energy helps you to just, without even knowing it, you didn't know that you were unclamping your energy fields. It wasn't that we were teaching like, hey, this chakra is going to release your depression. It's not like that. But as you work on it, you're clearing your energy field. And when you said, I began to feel lighter, that was showing that that clamp was loosening and letting go. We do start to feel lighter. Things start to become clearer in our lives. So it's it's remarkable what we don't know. It's remarkable that we don't know that if you're not feeling good, something is wrong and that mm-hmm. something wrong can change. That's right. the telltale sign. If you're not feeling good, something needs to change, whether it's physically good, emotionally good, mentally good, financially good, whatever way you want to look at it. If something doesn't feel good, something is wrong. And that's where you need to start taking that approach of, okay, this is fixable. I just might not know how and start your journey. And when I'm, I mean, I faked happiness my whole life. People (laughs) always thought, what a, oh, she's happy. She's pleasant. You know, 
That's what I was known as. But inside, I was dying, and I I just didn't know. And I didn't even realize until that age when I finally felt real happiness. Oh, my God, this is what it is. This Mm -hmm. is how you're how you how you feel, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I, this, I don't know if this is the right kind of story, but uh, one time when I was young, I was having some issues and someone gave me, it was a Darvon at that time and they gave me a Darvon and all of a sudden I felt, <laughs> wow, I wasn't high, uh-huh. but I was happy and I was like I can do this I can do that I, all my self confidence was there mm-hmm. and I and I think why can't I feel like this all the time without the pill mm-hmm. now then I didn't have I mean for years and years never had that again I right. you know medication and, is definitely a tool but yeah, it's but and, this, and I'm not against medication yeah. at all it's it's what like you were saying before Corey it's what works or doesn't but but this was a pill to get out of pain yeah and when I started feeling that lightness at the center, it was like, there it is. That's your fit. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. have it without a pill. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, yes. you know, you can live that way. Yes. And that you was really amazing. Can. No matter me. what's going on, you really right. can. And it's, it's remarkable. And it's all about that connection to self. I know we are running out of time or we have run out of time. We could talk about this for days. I'm mm-hmm. definitely having you back on because I, I know I just feel your power, you know, like your light, like Corey said, you're just this light. And I'm just, I'm, it sounds silly, but I feel like I'm like a proud mother <laughs> of this person that I've literally seen transform before my eyes. And it just, it thrills me. It thrills me to see people like you growing and living and learning because that's what it's ultimately all about and that evolving. So I hope all of you have enjoyed this show. Please tune in again and again and again and again, 8 a.m. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you.